Cancer Life with Brent and Jeff. Knowledge. That dream within a dream. This is the Alter Life with Brent and Jeff. Yo, what up, homies, shouties? You're back for another <laughs> Alter Life episode. Oh, foolish one. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to be talking about Mowage, as you heard in the top. Uh, you know, you can't go wrong with Princess Bride. Yeah, it only for took funny little quotes. We talked it's about timeless. We talked about divorce once in episode ninety something. It's been 212 episodes, and we are now tackling, just because it's in the, the, the order of what we're talking about in Ephesians, we're talking about marriage. And uh, just to start off the night, Brent and I are both married and have been for almost seven years. And, uh, you know, we got married in the same year, I think, actually, right? 2005? Yep. Right? Yeah. yeah totally. Within months of each other, we both got married. We were both at each other's wedding. That's and cute. It was nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so we'll talk about that. But um, so we, we kind of have the same, you know, we can't, neither of us can say, well, we're not, you know, I've, let me impart to you wisdom because I've been married two months longer or a month and a half longer or whatever. We're not going to do that to you guys either. What we're going to do is we're going to take the word and we're going to digest the word like we always do on the altar life. And we're going to mingle in some awesome music. And tonight's episode is love and respect talking about the roles of a husband and wife and now how it's a picture of Christ in the church. And I think a lot of times we can forget that part of the set, the passage. And um, that's the most important part of the passage is Christ in the church and the relationship that there is there. Yeah, I don't think you can really fully grasp how a wife or a husband should be or should act until you understand kind of how Christ reacts with his church and how the Christ should and how the church should react to Christ, you know, and um, I think as we focus on that tonight, you know, I think it's going to glean some wisdom for us here um, on how we should be in our, you know, relationships. And, it, you know, if you're married tonight, that's great. You know, it, it applies to you. If you're not married tonight, well, you probably will be. Or maybe hope to be. Yeah. <laughs> so it's something you can, you know, listen up and uh, start preparing and praying this way so that... Um, when you get to that Mowage day, <laughs> you know what the Word of God says about it. So we're excited. We got lots of music, great music in the store. You know, we got to actually pick love songs tonight. Yeah, um, <laughs> we had an excuse to it, which um, it seems like there's plenty of. Yeah, <laughs> the Christian circle probably too much, <laughs> um, but we got to play some of those tonight. So you want to keep it locked right here. We know um, as we sit here and tackle the subject of marriage, a lot of you that are listening are like, "Wait a minute, I'm only 14 years old." Well, if you live in another country, maybe you'd be married by now. But <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> maybe you should move there. No, I'm just <laughs> I think it's funny. Like you think back, like the even like the 1800s and stuff, people were getting married like 15, I know, 16. That's crazy. And they were like starting their own farms. <laughs> I didn't even know how to tie my shoes when I was 16. Well, if you think about it, they only lived till be like 32 because of like scurvy and was, stuff. So. I, was, I was still well in Velcro at that time. So. <laughs> you were middle aged. That's 15, 16 back then. So. You already knew how to churn your own butter, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but um, the uh, the idea of talking about marriage may be really displeasing to you because you're like, man, don't rub it in. Because we, we only think about one thing when we think about marriage, for the most part, especially when you're a teenager. You're like, all right, cool. Um, fill in the blank. Uh, <laughs> but 
it's so much more than that. Like, come on. Like, the the idea that God has chosen to create this sanctity of marriage, which is the only thing that exists before from before the fall, uh, to demonstrate his relationship with his church. It's like he wants us to understand how much he loves us, so he gave us marriage to kind of be a... You know, an imperfect picture of that, but for us to have a greater understanding of what it means for Christ to have, you know, purchased his bride, as it were, and bring that unto himself. It's something that, you know, we'll talk about tonight, but I'm sure by the end we'll we'll just have, just have, we'll have just as many questions (laughs) as we did before the night, but, you know. And there's some language in this area that we'll get, you know, that we'll get into a kickoff here pretty soon that isn't popular. I mean, out of last week, you know, when we talk about marriage, you know, I, you know, with all my coworkers talking about marriage, it's always like, like the first song we played, it's the ball and chain. It's the, ugh, nah, I'm married. I don't have any fun anymore. It's like, it's like this concept of, you know, and then when you read some of these verses, like, you know, submitting to one another, wives submit (laughs) to your husbands, husbands love your wives like Christ loved the church. It's like, whoa, like this is not easy stuff and it's not popular opinion in the culture today but it's so rewarding that was by design by plank guy a double play we got several plank not several plank guy double plays (laughs) several double plays tonight we even have the very first appearance of a triple play whoa it's a rarity you know how many games do you go uh without a triple play just think about that the ultra life 212 episodes now never had a triple play before but tonight bam (laughs) you're listening to history um, I like that that last. <laughs> sorry, I like that last that was song. Such an epic comment. Well, the ultra life is You're epic. To history. <laughs> call your friends. You should call your friends and listen. It's worth it. Yeah, it's it's fun. Sweet. And uh, if you're not married, take notes, man, because we're gonna impart some wisdom to y'all. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, I like that song by design because you know whether you believe it or not, God has designed each one of us with a, a set of needs a set of uh, qualities that fulfill someone else's needs. And, um, you know, he, he's he's orchestrating your life to get you there. And I just like that he talks about how Eve came from Adam's rib. And people always say this really spiritual thing, like it's not from Adam's head so that she would rule over him, not from Adam's feet that he would walk all over her, but from his rib so that it was under his arm that he can protect her, but that it was close to his heart and he's equal to it. I just think it's from his rib because... Daddy likes his ribs. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I love me some ribs. Some big meaty ribs with barbecue sauce on them. But oh my goodness. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Let's get in the words. You gotta, I know. You got you to gotta kind of lighten the mood because we're about to talk about wives submitting to their husbands. Yeah. Well, just an overview observation here. There's three verses to the wives. Yeah. There's nine to the husband. Yeah. <laughs> However... I've heard the why verses more than the husband yeah. for some reason because there's always the big woman's lib uh, pushback on the first three verses. Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord. Wait a minute. I don't <laughs> want to submit. Submit. What does that mean? Obey? <laughs> you know? What does that mean? I got to do everything he says. He's a good for nothing. He sits on the couch and watches the sports all day long. Yeah. We think of submit as in like wrestling terms where it's like, submit, submit, <laughs> tap out. <laughs> it's not like it shouldn't be anyway. Mercy. Um, for the husband is the head of the wife. Ooh. <laughs> like all, the, all the women's lib people are they're rolling over. <laughs> what? As also Christ is the head of the church. My wife, my husband is not Christ. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, and he is the savior of the body. 
Therefore, just as Christ is subject, to, the church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in some things. No, it says <laughs> in everything. So, well, that's like a tall order, right? Um, you know, and I'm not a wife, so I'm not experienced in what that all means. Sounds like a lot of supernatural baloney to me. Supernatural, perhaps. Baloney, perhaps not. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. All right, that was Skillet, each other. And, um, you know, when we talk about wives here... Um, I should have had we should have had our wives come for this episode. That would have been awesome. That would have been cool, man. If we wives. were thoughtful and loved our wives the way Christ loved the church, they would be they here. Would be here. Yeah, and they'd be telling us, telling you guys all the ways we're not like good husbands. But <laughs> um, and our wives are awesome. Yeah, and uh, you know we've been blessed with Christian women who love the Lord and, and desire to be obedient to the Lord. And I think that's the key here, right? You know, um, submit as submit as to the Lord. You know, that's that's the key thing there. It's you know, it it's all related to the relationship we have with Christ, you know, and the body of Christ, you know, we we're commanded to submit, you know, to the, to Christ's will, you know. And we want to because we know Christ loves us. We know he cherishes us. He died for us. There's not there isn't anything he could have done to prove his love more to us. And so as the church, you know, we want to respond by giving him giving all of ourselves to to the Lord, you know, and giving all of ourselves. And when he says, go, we want to go. You know, we want to be obedient to his voice, understand his will, and move, right? And so the parallel here is, as the husband, you know, is the as in God's order, is the head of the family um, and is head of the relationship, you know, as as the husband leads, you know, the, the, the wife should follow, you know, and there shouldn't be this battling that so often happens, you know. And, um, you know, we could go on. We could just have a whole episode about that. Yeah. Um, and I'm not a wife, so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm coming out of this with what I know that um, I've talked with my wife about and yeah. stuff. But, you know, I think it's a perfect picture as we focus on the church in Christ to think about it, you know, in that way. Um, as the church, how are we supposed to act? And that's kind of the way the wives should follow. Yeah, I, I think that... A lot of times it's like, well, it says to as to Christ, if my husband loved me like the way Christ loved the church, then of course I would submit to him. And then the husband goes, well, if my wife submitted to me the way she's supposed to, then I would love her like Christ loved the church. And we, everybody gets up in arms and gets their backs all arched and angry and weird until their veins pop out of their foreheads and weirdness. Uh, <laughs> but the 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 thing is, is that Jesus didn't say, well, if they would if they would respect me as their savior, then I'll love them. You know, oh, wait a minute. Are you likening it to Jesus and our relationship? Yeah, that's what this is all about. That's the context of what we're talking about. All right, that was Lover by Nevertheless, a great song talking about a relationship. It's similar to the book of Hosea. And that's a that's a great picture of God's love for his people, um, regardless of how the people love him back. Um, so if you want to do some homework on your own, go read the book of Hosea. It's really cool. Um, but we move on to verse 25. Now, some familiar territory for me and Brent. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for her, that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word, that he might present her to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that she would be holy and without blemish. And if you look at the context here, he's talking about Christ and the church. You know, we... We are called to love 
our wives. And then he describes how Christ loved the church. And that's our model, you know, to to sanctify our wives and cleanse them with the washing of water by the word. How many times are we spending at husbands? You know, if you're a man out there and you're listening and you have a wife, how often do we read the word with our wives? It's a challenge. I mean, I, I have been recently, but for the first five, six years of my marriage, I was neglecting this very key thing. And, um, you know, it's important for us to do this. I, I'm challenged by this because I don't love my wife the way Christ loved the church and loved me because I run to Jesus and say, oh, Jesus, I messed up. Please still love me. <laughs> but if my wife like hurts my feelings or something, I'm like, mm, mm, and I hold, heart, you harbor grudges and all these things. And I just think it's interesting that he doesn't tell the wives to love their husbands. He, and he doesn't tell the husbands to submit to their wives. Yeah. God knows the nature of, of a man and a woman. He created it. And it's important that God knows that the wife will love her husband, but you need to tell the husband to love the wife because they can get, you know, they can be, they can be hard on their, their wives and be selfish. Yeah. And you know, in that one first part there, it says, you know, he gave himself for her, you know, he gave himself. And I'm just thinking about, you know, Christ came to, to serve, not to be served, but to serve. Right. And he give his life for the church, you know, and, you know, as a, as a husband, you know, it's not my job to sit around and expect my wife to serve me, <laughs> which is so often the husband's uh, thing that they want to do, right? Go serve me my dinner. Now, my wife loves me, so she wants to do that, but it's not something we should be lording over them. Um, we should be serving. <laughs> That's what Christ demonstrated. As we continue on with this, this husband chatter, uh, you know, verse 28 says, Husbands ought to love their own wives as they love their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. You know, going back to the serving thing, you know, no one has ever hated his own flesh but nurses and cherishes it. You know, what does the what does the Lord do with us? You know, he serves us. He served us. He gave himself for us. He loved us. He cherishes us. He nourishes us. And he's not just concerned about our materialistic well-being. It's not like he's just going out working to pay the bills so that everyone can eat at home. It's more than just taking care of the physical needs, right? Jeff said, you know, the, the husband's to cherish his wife to the point of washing her and taking care of her spiritual needs to an extent, you know, making sure that, you know, they're spiritually being edified and nourished and cherished in the Lord, um, encouraging them to, to follow in the Lord. And so that present your wife holy and blameless, like those kind of things are crazy. Like, how do I do that? Every, you know, it's not saying you need to be God. You need to like be the Holy Spirit in your wife's life, but you know, be not just concerned with the materialistic, you know, cherishing and nourishing and making sure she's okay, which is important too. The Lord takes care of our physical needs, right? But you know, also taking care of the spiritual needs of our wife and our home. And, um, man, I, I'm coming to you all today not having gotten this at all. I mean, I, it's a challenge as I'm saying it. Yeah, I just think I, when I look at this, men get a big trip and they're like, you're like, yeah, you're supposed to submit to me. And we think of that as serving and, you know, get me my slippers when my feet are cold and kill me my game and cook it on the grill. You know, like we, <laughs> we hear these stories about like the women from the colonial times where they could like skin cattle and like cook it. And we're like, yeah, that's the kind of woman I want. <laughs> but if you look at the relationship, it says that 
Christ gave himself for the church. Christ said, I didn't come to be served. I came to serve. So if we're the in the role of Christ in the marriage, we're the ones who are supposed to be doing the serving. And by that, we love our wives. So that's interesting. Turn the tables on you a little bit. You're unbelievable. The altar. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right. That was a great 90s flashback by Bleach. Perfect family. That's a brand classic right there. I know. Used to jam that song. I and did. Yeah, it was good. I was there. I was right there with you, jamming it away. It's <laughs> a good one, and uh, I just love it. It's that's like one of the most realistic love songs I've ever heard. Like you put the kids to bed and you watch Ben Hur. It's just like <laughs> bam. It's just awesome because like that's really what it comes down to, like married life. Like put your kids to bed and you just hang out. Yeah. I I just knew that my wife was perfect for me. Because even on dates, we would just like sit and like watch our favorite shows and stuff. And we were just comfortable just sitting, hanging out, talking and stuff. Um, one thing that when we think about marriage, we think about one day in right. particular. And so, and, and this is more for the ladies out there. You know, we've kind of been, you know, struggling to describe this whole submit thing. And, and uh, people have this perfect wedding picture in their mind. And, and I under, I appreciate that. I understand that. That's what women got so excited about the, was it uh, William and Kate's wedding and stuff. And I'm like, why yeah. do you care? Like, it's not even our country. Like, why do you care about that? <laughs> oh, it's just, it's every girl's dream to be a princess and stuff. And you're like, okay. You roll your eyes and then they're like, you're a jerk. And then, <laughs> no, that's not my wife. My wife's not into that stuff. That's why we're perfect for each other. She's like, I, I don't really care. I'm like, yes, thank you. But weddings, people get so hyped up about extravagant weddings. There's like TV shows about them and reality shows. Bridezilla. <laughs> Bridezilla. Oh <laughs> Sorry. That term is just so true. Not with my wife, but most women. Dude, I, some my friends had this great idea. They had their wedding like it's a small little thing on a creek in you know, backyard of wow. the bride, which is really yeah. cool. But then, like, later, they threw this huge, like, tent like bonfire like tent like hangout like wings and stuff kind of food yeah as a reception that's invite awesome. people over it was like total party <laughs> and everyone was like not dressed up so they could like hang out and it was all outside it was like the coolest like idea i was like it was so low-key it was so cool that's awesome but you can tell a lot of times the kind of personality people ha- are by like how they like execute on the wedding day yeah you know my cousin <laughs> like got married like got down for some pictures with some people and then like they were gone they were out of there i was like he's such an escapist you know yeah. that's the way he is it's like see you later out of here you know we were like where'd they go you know they, <laughs> they we need to see them stay for their own wedding no. that's hilarious it's so true like if they're uptight you're and their wedding's yeah. uptight you know it's yeah, real right. snooty you walk in and it's like oh please uh, leave your your gifts at the i didn't bring a gift what <laughs> no i know you can tell usually tell a lot by how they execute or a lot you can tell a lot of the parents yeah, the more the more refined and detailed the wedding, I've noticed, the more things go wrong. So like I don't know why people like outdoor weddings. Like seriously, how many years are we gonna go by with outdoor weddings and having them with no alternative plan if there's bad weather? Like have we never read a magazine? A bridal magazine people? I've read them and I'm a man. I'm not ashamed to admit it. Come on. You should be. And uh, our wives need us husbands to love them. The way Christ loved the church. And that's no small task. It's not just throw her a bone once in a while. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's it's really 
you know, it's it's cherishing, it's cleansing, it's sanctifying, it's spending time, it's dying to self, it's submitting. You know, I'm just thinking about how Jesus washed the feet of the disciples. You know, Jesus shouldn't have been that way. I mean, of all people, you know, that walked this planet, he should have had them washing his feet. But yet he chose to submit to them, you know, in the way of surrendering. And, um, you know, and it's not a submit submittal thing of like, you know, well, now I got to like do everything that says I'm their sleeve. It's not that at all. It's it's a it's a surrendering to each other, you know, because if you look at the verse leading into this section, it says, you know, when you're filled with the spirit and you're giving thanks to the Lord, submitting to one another in the fear of God. I mean, it's mutual. We should be submitting and preferring each other, um, you know, whether it's husband, wife or a wife, husband. And uh, tonight, man, when you start looking about Christ and how Christ interacts with the church, the church reacts to the love, right? It's the love of Christ that draws us, right? Isn't it? Like, it's not, we don't go to the Lord because we're scared that he's, you know, we shouldn't have a thought about Jesus. Like, we better obey or else he's going to zap us with lightning because that's not Jesus at all. You know, when I'm far away, it's his kindness and it's his gentleness and it's his love that draws me to himself. And um, it's the same way that we should be as husbands with our wives. The Altar Life. Music. Truth. Real. Marriage. That was Till I Got to Know You by Sanctus Row. Before that, you heard Lead Me, which is just a great song for a married couple. And that's just a very... He's very open about his struggles in his marriage and how he was neglecting the primary role of a husband, which is to lead. And, and I just am so convicted that... Um, you know, you go, you go years, m- months and years when you're like, oh, wow, I forgot my role as the husband was to lead the household spiritually. And then you just kind of, you just so get so caught up in the daily grind of things. And like, you know, we're, we're, we're husband and wife. We, we support each other. We have kids and, you know, we, we take care of each other, our physical needs, our, um, you know, our, our food needs, everything, you know, we take care of those things and you just kind of get into this rhythm and you're like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing to promote the spiritual health of my wife? Like, seriously, am I doing anything? I, and it's challenging to me. And, you know, God's been really speaking to me about this just over the last couple of months of just being this husband, you know, the husband that sh- my wife deserves and that, that he wants me to be. And, uh, you know, we get bugged out about this order thing and the list of, oh, it's God, then the husband, then the wife, then the kid, you know. It's not as far as like authority. It's it's about accountability. The wife is to be under the covering of the husband, and the husband is accountable for the wife to the Lord. And when it says to submit to your husband as unto the Lord, it's not saying imagine your husband's the Lord. It's what what he's saying <laughs> is you're submitting to the Lord by submitting to your husband because the Lord has commanded it. Just like it's going to talk about, we'll talk about it next week when it's saying with people who are employees, you know, you submit and you even you're serving your master because you're serving the Lord. You know, it it goes beyond just the, the, the horizontal relationship. It goes to the vertical, as it says, you know, for we are members of his body, of his flesh and of his bones. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and the two shall become one flesh. It's something spiritual. It's not something that we can understand with our, just our physical mind. And, you know, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, you know, it's funny because when you're talking about become one flesh, he follows that up with, this is the great mystery. <laughs> yeah. 
like, yeah, you're going to be chewing this one for a while, guys. I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, each one of you in particular so love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Because, you know, Christ had no regard for himself to the extent that he was worried about, you know, him. Because he wasn't, had a, didn't have a selfish act. He was all about loving others to the point of death. You know, that was awesome. All right, that was Rediscover You, Starfield. And, you know, I love that song because, you know, it's about just rekindling the fire that you once had for the Lord. And I, and I honestly, you know, in the seven short years of me being married, you know, I I know that the times where I'm not, you know, clicking with the Lord and I'm kind of being selfish, not, not just with my family and others, but, you know, I'm selfish with the Lord. I'm not spending time. I'm not dying to self. I'm not following hard after him. I'm just kind of trying to do my own thing. All my relationships on this earth suffer. And it starts with my family and it starts with my wife. And I can always tell when we're off, something else is off too. And it's like when we get back to the to the Lord and we start focusing on Christ and what he's done for us. And you know what? It tends to be his love, like I said before, and kindness that draws us. You know, we we get gravitated back to the draw, the love and the sacrifice. And we go back to, what do we go back to? We go back to the cross, which is the ultimate act of love that Christ did, an act of service on our behalf. And we look at that and we get reminded about the, the, the amount of love and the, and the amount that he gave up and he died to for us. And, you know, and we go, wow, Lord. And then we start following hard after the Lord, right? Well, it's the same way. You know, when we start dying to self, when we start, you know, serving our wives and each other, man, other people just start grab. Wow, you love me that much that you would do that, and like everything starts clicking, everything starts working again. And um, man, that's the mystery. And the mystery is like Christ died for us to that extent, really. You know that that I can see, and I can not at all compare to that in my life because I'm 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 not perfect. I'm never gonna live up to it. But man, I should be work. I should be, you know loving my wife the same way and that's i don't even gotten there and then as a wife it's like man how do i respond you know i respond by preferring my my husband and following his lead and submitting to that and man then it's just everything's clicking man then it's like the lord can use that relationship for his glory yeah i just think that you know the society that we are in there's an attack on marriage and and if you don't realize that then you have your head in the sand uh, but you know I, I just feel like there's, there's so many people in the church and this is not to like condemn or anything you know we're all redeemed and, and we're washed in the blood and there are so many people in the church that can't make marriage work you know Brent and I are both uh, from divorced families and it all comes down to whether you know whether it's an abusive relationship whether it's this or that it, it ultimately comes down to this this is it it's the husband not loving his wife, the way Christ loved the church. It's the wife not submitting to her husband as unto the Lord. That's the, the bare bones. So if you don't want to end up like that, then take heed to what this is saying, because this is important. Thanks for listening to our friends Brent and Jeff on the Ultra Life. They rock! That was Beautiful Bride by Flyleaf. Another double play. Lots of great music tonight. Uh, that's just an, an awesome rocking song to, to get the marriage fired up (laughs) and uh you know i was just talking about how you know whatever the problems are in marriage they can be boiled down to this this is the main principle if you're if the husband's loving his wife the way he should 
and if the wife's submitting to her husband the way she should, then everything else should fall into place. You know, we we complicate things to a point where we're like, oh, well, what is his personality? And what is this? Or what is that? Or, or, or how is he feeling? Or how does this make him feel? Everything's about feeling. Marriage isn't about feelings. Right. It's not. And that's why there's so many marriages that end. Because they're like, oh, the feelings aren't there anymore. <sighs> I'm sure. I'm sure Christ didn't feel good when he was being nailed to a cross. Yeah, it's, I'm, <laughs> I'm sure Christ didn't feel good when he was being mocked. Yeah, and spit on, and um, made fun of by his own people, and not respected by his own people. Right? I mean, think about it. He yeah, was talking to Jews, and they were disrespecting him in his own house. The people he was dying for right. were the ones that were punching him and ripping his beard out. Right. And you're like, oh, my wife was mean. She doesn't. She doesn't support my interests. <laughs> I have a car that I want to rebuild, and she doesn't think it's a good use of our money. You know, like, people get so ridiculous. And yeah. it's like, does the wife su- submit to her husband? But does the husband love his wife? Right. You know, it's it shouldn't be as complicated as we make it, but we're flawed, and we're humans, yeah. and we even don't even understand what marriage is anymore. But for everybody that has a problem with it, it says in verse 31... This reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. So anybody who wants to define marriage as anything else doesn't know the Bible. And there are a lot of Christians that try to define marriage as other things, too. So <laughs> I don't know. That was just my tangent, but it's truth. <laughs> no, it is. And, yeah. and how can you know how to love your wife? And how can you know how to respect your husband if you don't know what Christ has done for you? And you don't have a real relationship with Christ. So really, you know, it all starts with that relationship with the Lord and actually knowing to the extent in which he served and saved us. And uh, tonight, you know, we talked about a lot of things, but um, ultimately focusing on how much Christ loved us and how he died for us and submitted to us and how we as a church react um, to that love and uh, and how we follow after the Lord. And I think... um, as we exemplify and, and and try to do that within our own marriage relationships, in any relationship really, but specifically the marriage relationship tonight, how God blesses that and how, you know, we start, our marriages are healthy and of course the enemy's not going to want that. So the enemy's all about <laughs> trying to stop us from getting there, but um, the Lord is stronger than any enemy that we have and who can be against us when he's for us, right? So... That's an encouragement tonight. Yeah, we're just really excited. to. We're finishing Chapter 5. we got two more shows in the Book of Ephesians, and um, we're just rocked by this. Hopefully we can go home, give our wives a kiss, apologize, ask forgiveness, and apply this <laughs> this word, you know, as we talked about last week about wisdom. And we know it. We know it's true. But what do we do with what we know? That's what's important. And um, just encourage you all to... Whether you're married or not, read these things, apply them to your life so that God is glorified because that's what we're all here for. So until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ.